welcome to the Better Strangers podcast. My name is Eric McEwen, and I am your host slash conversation haver for this show. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, here is what you're going to hear. It is a conversation that I'm having with a complete stranger. Somebody submits their information to the betterstrangers.com website. I call them up and we chat. And that's that. We get to know each other and we, me, mainly, I get to learn how to have a conversation because I am bad at it. I'm really bad. And this week's conversation runs about an hour and a half. It's a it's a long one, but it is pretty entertaining. I call Amy Salloway, and we have a long talk about a lot of different things. Uh, we keep things light, we take things heavy, we have we run the whole gamut. It's weird how open you'll be with a stranger sometimes, especially when you're going to be on the internet. So who knows wow, why that is. My takeaway from this episode is uh, Amy does a large portion of the talking. And I kind of sit back and wait. And I think I, at some point when I was younger, I must have had someone yell at me for interrupting or being rude or something like that. And I've gone the totally opposite way with it and will not. There needs to be like a five second pause in a conversation before I jump in with a with a addition or anything like that. So I have to find this balance between being rude and being, you know, unresponsive, really. So that's that's what you'll hear in this episode. This is what I've taken away from it. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. It's pretty fun, and I'll see you on the other side of the conversation. Hello, is Amy there? That's me. Hi, Amy. This is Eric from the Better Strangers podcast. Um... Um, you submitted your <laughs> phone number to get a call at some point. Oh, 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 yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's, this is just a weirdo that. calling. I'm it's just... not something I think about every single day. So. No, 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 no. You are not me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, am I on the air right now? Uh, not, not live. This goes out, uh, uh oh, good. <laughs> afterwards. So. Uh, I'm not going to cut anything out, but, you know, it's still maybe less pressure, I think, maybe. Uh, wait, uh-huh. you're, I'm, so, I'm sorry, say that again, <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again, I, my phone is awful, it, oh. like, spaces out frequently, um, I was just closing the window just now to try to, like, like, okay. get interference to go away. Okay, so okay. not on the air at this moment, but. Right, yep, but I am, I am recording. Oh, do you edit at all? Uh, I try not to. I try not to. It's oh, awesome! So cool. this is going to be great. I'm excited now for this, everybody. Wow, you're going to increase listenership like gangbusters after I know, this right? one. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, no. I, I, um, uh huh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just trying to say. I am trying uh, to just capture like a conversation in all its either <laughs> awkwardness or normalness or whatever so that, that's oh why gosh. everything stays I in think... no matter how uh good or bad it is wow wow well well you know if you needed the awkward end of your spectrum filled in i uh-huh. think i think we've accomplished that yeah. cool. we've had quite the two minutes and 30 seconds so far wow wow 
Wow, this is better than many dates that I've had. <laughs> do they we can make it worse. Do they end around two minutes? Is that a normal thing? <laughs> no, no, no. They go on for agonizingly long amounts of time. Usually we've done some, you know, long activity that's inescapable, like uh. we walk around all three lakes or something. Oh, can't you, no, like, hit an eject button after two? What was that? Can you hit an eject button after like two lakes and just kind of scram? Um, I I, I exaggerate. I mean, okay. I I don't think I've really done fine, that. Fine, fine. Um, one learned, lake, I've, one lake, <laughs> one lake. I have done that. Okay. Um, but I also started learning from from my experiences of your, and yeah, and started you know scheduling much shorter interactions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but there's always room for awkwardness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, life yeah. life is pretty much awkward all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, since, um, well we, we started out with dates. Let's keep going. Oh, God. Oh. Um, what, uh, what kinds of things do you usually talk about with your, with your awkward phone um, interviewees? Uh, well, I try to... It's kind of a get-to-know-you kind of thing. It's, just, you know, just the first conversation that... Uh, I guess people have together getting to know you, getting to know okay. me, and back and forth. Okay. So, so kind of you l- are. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm terrible. I'm interrupting. Well, Keep I'm going. I'm also using a computer to call you, so it can be a bit uh, interrupty too. Things might okay. be a little off, but we'll work with it. Yeah. Okay. So all this awkwardness, are... all this awkwardness is is the computer. We'll say. So this totally. is not it you. Is. Blame it on the technology. Right, right. Yep. Right. You are the Eric who did who did um uh stop talking a couple of weeks ago, right? Um let's You're see. the one who kind of acts like Pee Wee Herman with the hand gestures? <laughs> that's you, right? Uh, 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 nope. No? What is that? You're but you're friends with that group of people, right? Probably. <laughs> Um, I might have gotten the name of the show wrong, maybe. Oh, it's at, where at, where at, where's the show? It was at the Theater Garage, Tim Wick, let it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you, right? That was me. Yeah, yeah, and people might wonder maybe if you were gay and (laughs) and if you had a deep affinity for, like, Emo Phillips or Paul Rubens, right? Okay, yep, that's, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I thought you were hilarious. Oh, thank I you. I thought you were awesome. Yeah. I, did, I, I hadn't heard myself described in quite that way ever. So. I, I loved all of those characteristics. Good. They they made it what it was. Good. I know I know. I wasn't winning any points in that game show. So. But that was great. It was you, best to go you, down in flames. <laughs> you had other things going for you. Yes. <laughs> the, the hand gestures. Right. The, uh, the emo Philipness. Right, right. And and everybody I loved I loved watching that because everybody fell into l- like a set of mannerisms sort of. It mm-hmm. was as if you it was as if nobody could play the game. Nobody could go by the rules and not repeat words or not, you know, use the words that were in the title of the um topic without without having some kind of vocal tick kick uh-huh. in or like eye rolling or tonality, it was just funny. Like yeah. it was a good little sort of sociological human behavior <laughs> experiment. Well, to step out of the conversation for a second, for those who will be listening to this, 
uh, stop talking. <laughs> Just so they understand what the hell we're talking about. Right, um, right. Stop talking is a a little uh, stage game where uh, you get a topic to talk about and you can't stall or repeat words or else uh, someone can call you out and kind of take over your spot and keep talking. And I was very bad at it, but to hilarious uh, ends. <laughs> but, you know, everybody did repeat words. The, oh, yeah, the absolutely. The trick is more, can you do it without being called on it? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I was listening so hard to other people and I just couldn't oh, yeah. hear any... I knew they were repeating words, but I couldn't tell what they oh, were yeah. repeating. Or I, I, my memory is shot. It's it's <laughs> it's a tough game. Well, from the audience, you know, when when one is not participating, mm -hmm. you can hear right away what words get repeated. Mm -hmm. Oh, like um, like when you're watching a game show, you're yelling at yeah. people, but they're in this yeah, they're when... stuck in this moment that you don't know what's going on in their head. Yeah, Th their brains racing a mile a minute, and you just can't. Uh... Yeah. Can't uh, con conceive. Well, you can probably conceive it. I'm not going to put anyone else's brain power down, but <laughs> there's somewhere where you aren't. Yes. Yeah. It's like improv. You know, after the scene is done, you think of all the hilarious things you should have said. Yes. Yep. Oh, why didn't I make the story go in that direction? Oh, I would have been so much better. I should have scripted yes. this out before I started. Yes. Um, so spe speaking of improv, actually, I so I don't know if you want me to talk anything about my life or anything. Oh, absolutely! Yet. I don't have to. I'm no, really no, 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 no. happy it's not a, talking about this. Is, it's whatever you're comfortable with, but it's it's a uh, <laughs> take it as a getting to know you kind of thing, and a, and vice versa. Oh, okay. So All right. It, well, you don't have to share anything you don't want to, but if you do, it'll be great. <laughs> just, just tell me all the juicy stuff, pretty much. What well, what haven't little... you told anyone ever? Where are the bodies buried? <laughs> they're they're under my floorboards. Oh, that's easy. Um, yeah, that's too easy. I know, I know. Um, uh, well, I was I I don't I can't remember where the bodies are buried because because I was deprogrammed as soon as that happened. Oh, good. So that that's I would smart. not that's be good... able to access the information. Right. <laughs> um, and the chip was you know put in my brain. And they punched the code, so oh, yeah, I I'll never know. Listen, uh, I've heard but, it all before. Oh well, there's a lot of us. Yeah, you know, and yeah, we have <laughs> conventions every year. Um, I I just started working a temp job. Oh yeah, um, what what? Yeah. Uh, where at or doing what? Well, whatever. I actually can't say completely. Really, <laughs> really, government like forms like... of confidentiality, sort of, not exactly. But, okay. Um, it's a phone bank. It's a phone bank that's answering questions about a um, a class action lawsuit. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So there's like 12.5 million people who are potentially involved in this class action suit. And we are the phone bank that sits there ready to answer their questions, of which they will probably have many. Okay. So, so you are there to uh, uh, people who think they are part of this lawsuit or maybe part of this lawsuit? They, to... they are. They, they are. People who have sensed and noticed okay. that they that they um, could be a a class member, mm -hmm. a claimant. They could maybe get money because there's this lawsuit. Um, 
And then eventually we might get calls from people who haven't gotten that letter who have seen it advertised in the paper. Oh. Um, you know, those ads that say, did you buy a tube of toothpaste <laughs> manufactured by Crest between the dates of December 3rd, 1992? And um, if so, you may be entitled to reparations. Uh, that kind so of thing. So it's Crest. You know, you it's Crest. And... You're working for Crest. <laughs> It's not. You let it's it not. slip. It's Crest. No, no, it's not Crest. <laughs> well, you'll you'll have to give me this number off the air so I can get some money. Okay, all wink, right, because wink. I know how many tubes of Crest you found. <laughs> One of them could have been the toxic Crest. Right. <laughs> the toxic Crest. We are, I'm, I'm not getting any sponsorship from Crest anytime in the future. No, no. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um... Uh, what was I going to say? So you oh, get the ads the, in the paper? or Right, right. So okay. once those ads are in the paper, then you get the calls from the people who are like, hey, I use Crest. Uh, and then we check and see if they if they possibly could be a, a class member. Um, but for the start, for the first round, these are people who have received a notice about this thing. Uh-huh. Um, so the way, so I'm in the training stages, and the way they train us is with a script. And, you know, you, you like... <laughs> I am now becoming, I am seriously training to be one of those people you hate talking to on the phone because they talk like this. Yes, <laughs> I can answer that question for you. The defendants in this case are Mrs. Mildred Pierce Hansen and Mr. Bob Anderson of Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> um, Right. So so I am now, I was an actor, and I was an improviser and a writer, but now I'm going to be an automaton on the other end oh, of the phone boy. for millions of hapless people who are going to say, what's wrong with you? Can't you just construct a sentence on your own? Why are you speaking in this way? That's um, but, incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of shaming. <laughs> um, that said, um, like I'm in this training group of, I mean, easily there must be like 70 people, okay. and I think I'm the only actor, and, um, <laughs> and it shows because compared to the other people who, like, I, I guess the point, the point of the story is that I had forgotten, like I've lived so long in my own little sequestered off private little theater-starving artist <laughs> okay. niche that I forgot what the rest of the world is like. Like, I forgot what, <laughs> what you know, sort of the unwashed masses at a really, you know, um, unappealing day job are mm-hmm. like. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that other people don't do these theatery things all day, every day. And I forgot that other people don't just assume characters when they're talking to their friends and suddenly put on an accent or spontaneously add unnecessary details to a story just because you can. Um, because rehearsing these scripts, like we, we have to pair with each other and, uh-huh. and you know, one role person play. is the caller. And, right, exactly, role play. And everybody at this job for the past two days has looked at me like I'm a space alien. Like, oh my God, like, you just say this stuff. Why, you're playing this caller, but you gave her an accent and you're adding all these details. WTF? What? I'm like, yeah, because otherwise we'd get bored. Uh-huh. Like, whoa, hey, Dick, hey, you can hear this lady. 
Wait, okay, do that thing again where you play that, that caller and then she says that thing. Do that again. Oh, it's, boy. <laughs> like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> I know. I I didn't think I re- it was it's really a reality check. I mean, I did not get that my life had strayed so far from convention until now when I'm doing my usual unconventional things and people are looking at me like we don't do that around here. Um there've been so many. What are others? Things that I just never Oh god. Oh, yoga stretches. Okay. So, you know, you're like sitting in one position for a long time or I'm standing, you know, leaning against this cubicle for a long time holding yeah. this script. And so I set it down and, you know, like I do a yoga pose or two because my back hurts and I need to stretch. And like all conversation stops and people just stare and they're like, why are you sitting on the floor now? What's the what are you doing? Why would you do that? I don't. You just sat on the floor here. Wow. What's the, what's the I dress know. code at this at this job? Oh my god! I totally. I can only wear a fraction of my wardrobe. Um, it's it's business casual, but I've had to work at constructing outfits in the morning. <laughs> it is real work. There are many things that have been eliminated. Um. I still haven't figured out what to do about the nose piercing. Okay. Um, because facial nose. piercings are not allowed. Ah, so you um, can't. You also can't wear your Chemical Brothers Got Meth T-shirt either. Huh? Totally not. Oh. Nope. Nope. Can't wear the combat boots or the arm warmers. Um, uh, I think the pigtails are really questionable, but we're <laughs> wow. gonna go with it. I know. I know. Um, there are two dwarves at this job. Dwarfs. Um. Yeah, okay. yeah, little people. Okay, um, okay. I I wasn't sure if you said dwarfs or drawers. Drawers where oh, they keep all the files. All the files. Right, right. There are there are lots of drawers. Yeah, yeah. The two drawers. Well, two drawers would be kind of interesting too because that seems like so few. It is. It's not right. enough. Yeah, not enough. But anyway, two uh, dwarves. Yeah, yeah. Um, both women. Um, okay. Is that the proper? Is that the proper terminology? Yeah, yeah, okay. it is. Um, dwarf or little people. Midget okay. is pejorative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so part of the dress code is no shorts. <laughs> one of the little people talks a lot. Her name is Barbara, uh-huh. and I was looking in her pants, and I was like, "This is a conundrum." <laughs> <laughs> I think those are shorts, but they're not shorts on you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, did, did so you bring I that say, up? Did you raise your hand? I didn't, okay. I, no, no, no. Because because if they let if they let the shorts slide by mm-hmm. on Barbara, then they might let the nose piercing slide by on me. Ah. So I am I am creating, you know, I'm trying to just create an even playing field gotcha. by not rocking the boat. Now would you have to put your piercings in at night for fear of closing up? I I can't even get my nose ring out. I, that I have no seems like a different problem. And, <laughs> no, it, oh, it's not like soldered in or anything. <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't become one with my face. Okay. It's I I don't have like the like I, it's it's you know. Do you have to go into the shop. And it's, 
Yeah, I would have to go back to St. Sabrina's and have them do it, and it costs money. You have to pay for a piercing change <laughs> and um, or jewelry change, they cost. Right, right. Um, and I just, like, if I tried to bend the ring, I would ruin it. I would never be able to get it back together. Okay. Um, so there's a girl, there's a, a woman who has... I don't even know what you would call this piercing. You know how there's names for all of them, like, you know, Traeger and Backwards Helix. I think the only piercing I know is the Prince Albert. Yes, right, right. And there's, you know, there's a reverse Prince Albert and Christina. And, uh, yeah, they, they have names for all of these. Madison... I think that's the one in the middle of your bottom lip. I am learning um, a lot today. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in Seattle, and you just don't find people who aren't pierced. I mean, grandmas are pierced in Seattle. <laughs> wow. Your your psychiatrist is pierced. I mean, and tattooed. So, Yowza. yeah. And not always in places that you can see. Uh, but you're trying, so- to, you're trying to cite presidents here with a another person at the office who has a piercing? Oh, right. So, so there's, yes. So there's a girl who has, um, she has her cheekbones pierced. There's probably, like I said, a name for it, but yeah. So if you think about, if you think of a human face and if you think of where like the outer ends of your eyes are, if you just drew a little line downwards to where your cheekbone sticks out, the, the part of Johnny Depp's face that you could slice (laughs) cheese with, Uh um, and yeah. I have. And you, oh my God, you are my new hero. Uh, sharp cheddar, right? Oh, you got sharp cheddar sliced on Johnny's cheekbones. Oh, I wish. Oh, not my current God. Johnny though. He's got to. He's got to pick his career off the ground for a second. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. I think he, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, never. Yeah. Um. So she's anyway, got her cheekbones. It, she has her both of them, pierced. or just one? Yeah, nope, both of them. Okay, they're they're little sticky outy diamonds, um, like little you know, like little Christmas ornaments sitting on the tree of her how, face. How big? How big are these small. piercings? Okay, they're they're small. They're you know the size of a just smaller than a red hot, like studs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Very sparkly, um, and I think you know, there there's. They do those like implants. I mean, they're, you can't, <laughs> they're not rings. So they're just a stud sticking out of your face. Yeah. So to get them there, they must have had to do all kinds of complex, you know, Painful. threading from, yeah. I'm, I'm touching my, okay, I'm trying to figure out, no, <laughs> I can't even figure out how you would do that. What orifice you would have to go into to get that to stay. But I don't, know how she would get those out mm-hmm. um so if she is again the precedent if she gets to have her cheekbones pierced and maintained uh-huh. through the duration of this temp job then i'm hoping that i know is okay yeah all right uh, and th- that's a, that sounds like a good plan by the way I, yeah but okay i don't this, know we're temps you know yeah this temp job are do they have you in a like established office, so you're like part of a, a fuller office building, or are you like set up in a temporary warehouse specifically for this uh, case? 
That's an excellent question, Bob. Um, Thank you. I, <laughs> we're in what looks like a call center. Okay. And I get the impression that the company that we're doing this for has projects like this cyclically. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they probably, they own, I'm sure they own that call center, and I'm sure that um, they can hold whatever activities they want there. Um, phone festivals and and computer screen orgies. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, you know, like all offices do. Um, but I, I think they get cases like this. They may, I think one of their things that they administer is they get these class action lawsuits. I think they probably get things like product recalls mm-hmm. or follow-ups on various new things that have been released, um, I don't know, feedback sessions or telemarketing or um, what do you call market research. Um, okay. So I bet, they ha- I bet they have all kinds of stuff like that happen in the same phone bank. But we're what's happening now. It's very, it's very spare. It looks just like office space, you know, the movie. Yeah. It looks like a cubicle farm. Oh, I work in a cubicle farm. Don't you worry. Oh, I've got this good. all in my head daily. <laughs> but I can wear yeah. jeans. Oh, that's nice. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I've now I've been at this job for two and a half days, two and, and half I am days. already yes, and I'm already thinking again. Like it's been a long time since I've been in this environment. How do people? How do people go to work like this during the day? You, you can and say then, you can say me. You can say how do you? Okay, you. Yes. You, Eric. Yes. How do you do that during the day and then get back to your creative, hilarious, theatrical self in the evening? Like, how do you bring that person back full force and have the energy to invest in the real you, the authentic you, after you have spent an entire day? conforming to the world that pays you because like, i have forgotten how to do that how do you do that <laughs> you're, you're doing it to survive i guess and you're just you're doing it to do what you love you're you know it's obviously this day job in an right. office isn't what you love to do but you're just you're just uh raring to break free and and just kind of yell and scream and shout but but what I don't have anymore is I don't have life force after the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. it's gone. I mean, all I want to do is nap. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I does got the that. energy? Yeah. Where does the energy come from to, to say, okay, and here's chapter two for the day. Chapter two is me going off to do this show and doing this radio thing and write and blog. I just, How do you get that energy? <laughs> maybe it's a little different with this kind of call center thing and this this constant interaction with other people who are trying to get their monies but in you know i i do a, a i send out uh emails uh, okay. uh it's you know that's about all there is to it that's that's what i do so it's very <laughs> uh brainless i guess which leaves uh, me open to i guess entertaining myself Okay. Throughout the day, whether that be, you know, me thinking of projects I'd like to do or or great ideas or just listening to 
hilarious podcasts or something all day long, <laughs> which is generally how it turns out. Um, I'm, you know, I'm tired by the end of the day and I find myself rarely going out and living in the suburbs is even harder than to get yourself to go out and go to the city and even if it's only 20 minutes away. You live but in if, a suburb? Yeah, right? Whoa. Whoa. I've got a fence and everything. <laughs> How'd that happen? I mow the lawn. Because <laughs> it's because, you know, before everything went, uh, uh, I guess the phrase is tits up. Is that, that right? Before everything. Yeah. Yeah. Before all that or, happened, it seemed like a good idea to own a property. Wow. Something they would appreciate in value. But nope. It went, <laughs> it went the other way. Wow. But a suburb. I mean, owning a house in Longfellow would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But a suburb. Yeah. Well, it was it was a nice size for what we could okay. get. You know, when you go into the city, you make right. some... Uh, uh, either live in a condo underneath somebody and over somebody else or <laughs> or whatever else. Housing sandwich, baby. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a yard that I don't use. That's that's something, <laughs> right? Got a little garden. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Oh, oh I, I haven't even seen it and I'm cooing over it. Uh-huh. Oh, baby tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, we you know oh, we I, I I do the day job so I can do stuff like this. So I can do the right. the podcast or the other podcast or the shows or because <laughs> because you know improv doesn't really pay so well. That's not something you make right. a living off of. Okay, but um, when you're when you're at your day job mm-hmm. and you feel those creative stirrings. You, when you have that moment where you're like, oh, that email I just wrote makes me think of this other thing that I should totally write. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's back up. I okay. do not I do not write the emails. That would be a modicum oh. of, of creativity. That would be oh. at least some ounce of creativity in this day job. I just send out what <laughs> other people tell me to. Oh. oh. It is even well, less creative than you God. thought. Right. <laughs> Whew, I was worried for a moment that someone actually trusted you to say right. something. Exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you're sending these emails, but you still, you get the germ of an idea. Are you able to pursue that germ right then and there and jot it down? Or would that get you in trouble and you just have to save it in your internal back burner? No, I can, I can take a moment and jot down the oh, the idea. Okay. So it's, it's okay. a fairly... Fairly open. It, it's a it's a nice place to work. Um, okay. You know, it's obviously not. Oh, I love this so much, and this is my dream of dreams. Okay. I have been working there almost ten years. Whoa! Mm, right. You must be older than I think you are. All right. How old do you think I am? Like way young. <laughs> I was thinking like like twenty six. Okay. Now I'm thirty one. You're 31. Yep. Oh, that's still young. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not like 32. <laughs> that is over the hill. Totally. I won't even look at people who are 32. Mm-hmm. I don't Sorry. trust people over 32. No, no. It is a number that's divisible by a lot of other even numbers, though, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. If you're into that kind of thing. It's, there's. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at that. 16 yeah. and 8 and 4 and 2 yeah, and two. 1. <laughs> 7. This is this is going to be a fantastic <laughs> podcast. Full of useful facts. My favorite part was when they started <laughs> listing numbers. <laughs> oh god. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into you're doing this temp job um, and you're trying to adjust. How, how did you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure this isn't like the happiest story in the world, but how did, <laughs> how did you end up having to take this temp job and not doing the, the acting oh. or the things that you love? Oh my. Well, <laughs> cue the violins. Right. Um, I, I'm really stupid. I am a okay. really, wait, can we swear on your podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Just, uh, no I restrictions. I am a total, just... total fuck up. Okay. Fuck up. Um, yeah, I, I just, I had no ability to manage my artistic career. Okay. Um, and, uh, was really dumb. And in 2005, um, I, I stopped working day jobs because I was getting, um, enough requests for, uh, performances of my solo shows and also I had enough like fringes and theater festivals and juried theater festivals and stuff like that to go to that um my then employer said gosh Amy you're not here all that often <laughs> are you and I was like well um I'm going to try to be here when I'm not other places and she was like yeah, one thing we really like in our employees is presence in the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actual 3D appearances here in the cubicle. Um, and you're not making those appearances, so why don't you just not come in anymore? Um, and at that point, I was like, you know, any day job I get is going to say the same thing because any day job I get is going to hear me ask for time off to go perform my shows. Um, so I'm going to take the plunge and try to not work a day job anymore. Um, so I, I stopped and I started getting, you know, tr trying to, trying to make my whole living through a combination of, uh, touring my solo shows, um, getting like little really brief artist residencies, um, writing for myself, writing for other people, mm -hmm. uh, teaching theater, um, I'm also, I, I had been, and theoretically I still am, but I haven't gotten many gigs lately. I'm a, um, standardized patient for the University of Minnesota Medical School. So I play fake patients for med students to practice on. Oh man. <laughs> um, yes. Like that episode of Seinfeld that everybody quotes whenever Did... you say standardized patient, people are like, Oh, the episode with Kramer and, and. <laughs> the little guy. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they get syphilis and right that. Uh, on a side, <laughs> uh, on a side note, do you actually get poked, like with uh, fake needles and stuff, <laughs> or is it just kind of, or is it all a big kind of miming kind of exercise? I I don't play characters that have physical examinations. Okay. <laughs> all right, it's probably I, a good I rule play, of thumb. Well, they, there are those. I mean. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to be what they call the pelvic model, uh, <laughs> you get a lot of money. Um, meaning you get five gynecological exams in the course of a day. <laughs> uh, eh, 
Uh, it, your well, your pelvic is modeling. Right, right. I guess... <laughs> turn to the left, turn to the right. I guess the guys really don't get that. Oh, they do. Big crotch money. Do they do? There, there's a prostate model uh, as well. Uh, he also gets a lot of money. Um, and, and there's a breast exam. Um, and, uh, I can handle that. All... I'd let someone touch my breasts. <laughs> good, good. Um, do you, it, it, I don't know if it was just coincidence, but all the women who, who were, you know, the breast exam women mm-hmm. were all nurses. Uh, so they were all, I, I think they were all really comfortable with the idea of like, oh yeah, there's those and you touch them and you squeeze them and then you hope there's not cancer. Right. Uh, that's what so, I do. It. That's what I say every time. Pretty much. That's why you're so popular. Yeah, yeah. The ladies. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so no, I do. I I was playing cases that were mostly mostly discussions, like okay. um, like you know they would have um, women getting this. a diagnosis of of cancer. Okay. So you know it's it's called breaking bad news. So what Ooh. what as a doctor do you have to do when you realize you're giving somebody bad news or a patient who comes in with too many complaints all at one time or um, patient who gets belligerent or woman having a bipolar episode. <laughs> wow. This sounds yeah, incredible. Yeah. This is, it's so fun. It, this is something I, I've never I, even I, thought of before. Oh my God. It, I love this work so much because I love issue oriented theater. I love, um, I love sustained improv. Like, you know, like, good renaissance festival acting like where you have to sustain the same improvised character for eight hours yeah um and that's basically what this is um and i love you know anything having to do with medicine or social services or um you know psychology and sociology and the interaction between mind and body and body and health um so all of those factors together are in this work and it's really awesome um, the sad thing is that uh, the med school cut way, way back on their use of standardized patients this past year mm-hmm. um, to try to save money. So I haven't gotten any of that in a long time. So winding back to your original question. Yes. Um, so for, for quite a while, I was able to stay, you know, just afloat, like just barely, like treading water. Living as um, an artist. Yeah, living in shadows. I was clinging to that plank of wood like Leonardo DiCaprio does at the end of Titanic. Saying, go have babies. It doesn't end well for Leo. No, but I had that same plank of wood that he had. Mm-hmm. And I was dog paddling. And it was okay for a while. Um, and then, you know, the economy started going downhill. And just like the story of the ant and the grasshopper, my theater friends all started getting part-time jobs and not signing up for so many fringe festivals and mm. saying things like, yeah, things are getting bad. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to set the solo shows aside for a while and, and, uh, go get my certification in graphic design or go get certified in massage therapy um, so that I can work when there's no other work. And Amy went, la, 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 <laughs> la, la, I can't hear you. I'm an actor. Wee! Uh, it's really obnoxious. And I never talked you, like that. So you lost all your friends too then, huh? I lost all my friends. I lost my dignity. Uh. Everybody told me to stop talking in a high-pitched chipmunk voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. 
So, so I sort of ignored everything. I was, and, and my rationale was, but I have this rolling. Like I finally got the ball rolling. I am making contact. I am going to places where I see the same people over and over, and they, they've come to know me, and I'm building an audience base. And, and now I'm getting you know, several gigs at one time instead of going to a location and just doing the fringe. Now I'm doing the fringe and staying a weekend after to do a show at Temple Beth Israel or whatever. Um, So I felt like I have slowly, slowly started pushing this boulder and it's getting a little bit of momentum and it would be terrible to stop that because you don't want to stop it. You want to get that work to just increasingly build on itself. Um, you want word of mouth to start happening. Oh, yeah, I know a solo performer. She's a great storyteller. You should really hire her. Um, or, yeah, Amy does this show, but then she also teaches workshops. So you should you should call her and get her to do that workshop you were talking about. Um, you know, I just, I was like, I've worked so long and hard to try to get this to happen, this, this solo theater career. Um, I don't want to just you know, halt everything and stop investing energy just because people say that the economy is terrible and we're going to have a recession and there's a housing bubble and I didn't even know what those things meant. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kick myself back down into this failure mentality that I've had for so long. Um, And, you know, and I said, you know, I'm not spending money like crazy. I'm not being reckless. I'm not buying a car and a house, I still have my little poverty-stricken life, so it'll be fine. But really, there were dozens and dozens of things that I was not even considering or taking seriously. I mean, everything from <laughs> everything from when you're self-employed, you know, you have to do self-employment taxes, and if you're mostly getting 1099s mm-hmm. as proof that you got some kind of work, you should be subtracting out your own taxes that you might have to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like never ever in my life did I actually do that. Uh-oh. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't have savings. I was living off of a credit card and telling myself that it would all be okay because I would get more and more work and it would all even out and I'm not losing money at fringes. I never lost money at a fringe. So to me, that meant I was making money. Mm-hmm. But that's not really true either. Just because you're not losing money doesn't mean that over the long term, when you look at your expenses compared to your income, it doesn't mean that you haven't lost money. You surely have. Uh-huh. So, so just, I mean, I know these sound like really boring, pragmatic, like, oh, grown-ups. Grown-ups talk about the stupidest, dullest thing. <laughs> I, listen, I, I am 31. Yes, but when you were a kid, I mean, didn't you sit listening to the grown-ups at dinner talk and go, oh, my God, if I ever say those boring, stupid grown-up things, I hope someone shoots me. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't. Like, I did. I was like, oh, my God, if I ever talk about cleaning out the garage, I hope someone pushes me (laughs) off a bridge. I don't ever want to be that person. I'm going to be a hippie on the streets of San Francisco. And yeah, you know. So, so basically I was living like like someone who never had grown-up conversations, mm-hmm. who never had grown-up thoughts and who was in her head a hippie on the streets of San Francisco. And I left myself 
utterly and completely in massive, massive credit card debt um, with no work coming my way. So my debt grew and gig by gig, everything I did fell away. So theaters that used to use me as a guest artist stopped doing it because they cut back their staff. Mm -hmm. And the standardized patient program cut back its use of actors. And places that had said that they would bring me in to perform shows uh, emailed me to let me know that they now had no arts budget whatsoever. So bit by bit, piece by piece, even my babysitting jobs. I like I babysat and I tutored and I taught kids theater mm-hmm. and all of those things fell away because parents were, you know, using grandma who doesn't charge any money to babysit <laughs> and um But she also who, knew uh she also knows the classics. She was teaching them Medea. She knew all yeah, about theater. She did. And and so they the parents didn't even need me for classic theater education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No more were we making those giant paper mache masks. Oh no, Grandma is great at mask work. She is. She is. She knows how to make the gouged out eyes of Oedipus look so realistic, <laughs> <laughs> and she does that voice, Oedipus. Oh. Um, so, yay, Grandma. Um, so, so I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much kind of uh, self-destructed over here, and and then. And I'm just going to be, wow, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know who's going to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of hope nobody. But um, I really, not only did I dig myself into a financial hole, but I really dug myself into an emotional hole. And I, I really kind of stopped believing that I had anything to offer the world at all. Um, and it's amazing how fast your self-esteem can plummet through the ground when <laughs> when you're getting very little. Uh-huh. Well, I, I think I think yeah, I found the the key to that is not having any self-esteem to start with, and then that's true. It, and yeah, I didn't think I had any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I had any, but maybe there was. You know, just a dusting. You know, sort of like a powdered sugar coating of uh-huh. self-esteem. Um, yeah, no, but it's... that blew away, mm-hmm. and and after a while, I I mean, you get kind of. I don't know if other people have this happen. Like, I I just slid into total inertia. Like, oh God, I'm not working. I I'm not getting theater work. I'm so broke. I kind of can't do anything that other people do, like see shows or go to movies. Mm-hmm. I don't have any skills anymore that look normal on a resume because I haven't done normal work in five years. So now any place I apply for a job laughs at me. They don't get that I've been trying to run my own solo performance career. Nobody wants me as a solo performer. I've been sitting at home unwashed in stained T-shirts, you know, eating ramen from the back of my cabinet. I really don't have a life or personhood anymore. Oops. And and I kind of became this inert, frozen you know, Miss Havisham sitting in the middle of her carpet in a stained, tattered wedding dress waiting for a wedding that will never happen. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm going to have a podcast that mentions Miss Havisham two episodes in a row. Are you serious? <laughs> you are kidding me. Nope. Oh, my God. Who mentioned Miss Havisham besides me? That would be me. I love Miss Havisham. Did? She's so sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. my God. Oh my God! Wait, what? 
context was that in? Uh, well, uh, you can listen to the last podcast, but I I wrote a report in school on Great Expectations. Oh, and, my and bad. I couldn't remember Great Expectations, so I said the Miss Havisham book. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the, this this uh, very ancillary character is, of course, the uh, the only person I can think of. It's a really memorable character. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, she and, burns. Yeah. She, spoiler alert, guys. Uh, she she burns alive in her wedding dress. Yeah. Also, yeah. she's Luke uh, Skywalker's father. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. Also, at the end of the book, she drives off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Holding the hand she's of another Miss Havisham. <laughs> yes. Holding hands. Because yep. it's freedom. Uh-huh. Yeah. They don't have yep. to be uh, put down by Brad Pitt anymore. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> that's that's a reference that I've made a lot when I talk about what I feel like. You know, yeah. you have the stock phrases that you say to describe the the foibles of your life. Um, so maybe I shouldn't think it's so unique that somebody else would mention <laughs> but you Okay, you haven't. Have you had a podcast yet that talks about the eyes of Dr. T.J. Eckelberg? No, no. Okay, good. Whew. Um, or, um... Don't say don't sex know. world. Don't say sex world. <laughs> no. no. Um, have you had a podcast where anybody used the phrase, it's not like I'm going to boil the bunny? Mm, let's see. No. Okay. No. All right. I think you're good. Okay. You've redeemed yourself there. <laughs> right. And I haven't really made those references though, but I was just curious. Okay. No, good okay. good uh good try. Good try. Right. One from literature, one from film. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. So uh So all right, back so, to back to sadness. Right, back to Havisham. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um I uh yeah, so I, I've spent I, I will just confess a lot of time being really um depressed of and course. I, I've just really lost, uh, you know, the great irony is that my whole goal was to not lose momentum and I have lost momentum completely. It's <laughs> 300%. You couldn't find momentum in this apartment if you, you know, used a magnifying glass. Mm. Um, so, uh, so that, so, so only very recently was <laughs> I like, okay, okay, Amy, Honestly, this can't go on anymore. You have got to something. You, I don't care if you're a janitor. I don't care if you are, you know, sorting poker chips into sh- all the various shades of red. Um, you have got to get a job of some kind and just freaking get a move on with your life. So that's how the temp agency happened. So you did. Uh, and that was just, yeah. you just started two and a half days ago. Oh, I, had, I had worked a I mean, oh, I, I exaggerate job? a little tiny okay. bit in that I, I had one before that, and okay. I, right. I teach community ed, and so, I... So I'm not, I, I'm not you catching know. you on just the new, the new Amy. Not, there have been small vestiges of Amy that have popped up here and there. Okay. Um, I still do rock star storytellers, and I still do a gig like every two months. Somebody will request something that mm. I have in my repertoire <laughs> and um, I teach community ed and I, I do tutor sometimes and I do babysit sometimes and 
um, I've all like lasting childcare gigs and I've, you know, it's a patchwork, it's a patchwork quilt. I, I will do whatever comes along. Yeah. Well, that's, um, you know, that's an artist's life, really. You're doing, uh, living from gig to gig in between making money, doing stuff you don't like. Yeah. And I, I don't hate these jobs at all. I mean, I, I don't, and I don't hate the temp work either. It's, it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fine. It's just fine. (laughs) Right. Right. And then I don't know if this happens to other people, but like, I'll worry that I'll worry that I don't even know how to phrase this. This is sounding way too therapeutic. No, that's, that's, <laughs> like, I've got the super therapeutic going on off. Whoop, whoop. I got what therapeutic in so many episodes here. Don't oh, worry about good, it. Oh, good, good. You're good. not the only one spilling your soul. Oh, good, good. Um, I'll worry that, like, that people can tell that I'm beaten down. Like, I worry that, you know how in movies and stuff, characters will turn to each other and say, ah, oh, Joe, look at poor Al. Fuck, <laughs> just gone out of him. The life's gone from his eyes, Al. What can we do? He's our friend, damn it. <laughs> I don't know what show that was. What that was movies are series, you maybe? watching? I don't know what list that was like grumpy old man or <laughs> what. But I, think... I worry that people look at me and they're like, oh, poor Amy. She just made out of cardboard these days. Remember when she actually, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I, I worry that people can tell, like, and I, I th- think th- I think you're thinking of a mix of um, "It's a Wonderful Life" where the angels are talking about uh, George okay. Bailey, and also okay. that uh, anti-drugs uh, ad where that girl is melted <laughs> on the couch. Yeah, I think you're mixing those up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, the image in my head just now of all the crazy things <laughs> was. Which is not really an image that matches what I was talking about. I was thinking about Rudolph in the Rankin Bass, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon, mm-hmm. when he puts the, the black glob of soot over his nose okay. so it won't blow. So that um, so that he can, you know, go out with Celeste. Right. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, I'm um, sure. The lady yeah. deer. The doe. Yeah. The doe. Lady the dough, dear. right, right. Oh, what an idiot. Cute. Yeah. yeah. She thinks that's cute. Um, right. So, so people, um, and I, it's not that I put a glob of soot over my nose. Uh-huh. It's, it's that like I acquired that glob of soot and, and that becomes a vicious cycle. So I worry that if I'm not looking radiant and charismatic, if I am not, if I am not that radiant charismatic person, then I won't get that then my theater career won't rejuvenate because mm-hmm. I won't be the person who is worthy of and available for a radiant theater career. But it's hard to get the radiant back when you don't have the moments of hope that mm-hmm. generate that. So it becomes a vicious cycle. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, listen, uh, I know we're just meeting for the first time on this <laughs> podcast. So I can't say anything about your talent or anything about your or acting ability or or all of that so i can go there there or i'm i'm sure it'll i'm sure it'll bounce back uh but there is uh, um i mean you can't expect to be 
on all the time. It's just not right. Not you know, you're I it sounds no, like you're showing a little crazy. little more uh human not humanity, that's not the right word. You're looking less like a robot the more you enter the corporate culture. <laughs> but I I know for myself, I I used to think I went on stage to get away from from the you know from the everyday life from the person who I who I am, um, but then I figured out that well the on stage person is me, so I mean right. e- even though it's not coming out all the time and every day you know I'm just doing what I have to do to get by, I'm still still that person uh, when I want to be and when I need to be and it's I, I, it it does feel like it goes away it feels like if you don't have that uh that creative outlet it's just kind of starving in there but it it's it's absolutely still there it's it's definitely yeah there. i think that's true and it, it's do. it's hard to it's yeah it's if it doesn't show itself it's hard to i i haven't lost anyone close to me but when people talk about forgetting I, maybe this is just in the movies i think we're all we all relate to life through movies we've watched and have not experienced. <laughs> but you know, when people say that they're beginning to forget somebody else's face, you know, if you right. don't, if you don't see your own, you know, face, it seems it it seems like wow, this has taken a twist. See, it seems like uh, <laughs> that person has died. That uh, that inner happy, sparkling person. Ah, oh, Joe. Ah, shucks. <laughs> we must save George yeah, Bailey. But no, you just. <laughs> you just uh it's it's in there it's in there and that you know i've got to believe that for myself but um right. i think certainly knowing you this these long 50 minutes that i have <laughs> that the same would be true for you right i think there's we get a lot of messages especially in this economy in this downtime where you know everything is depressed and repressed and oppressed <laughs> and compressed and Listen, yeah. Jesse Jackson, um, you settle down there. Does he say that? He just rhymes word after word after word. Oh, oh, oh I totally didn't mean to do that. No, that's all um, right. But in, in this state, like, we get a lot of messages about, you know, like, envisioning your future and your success and talking to yourself and the positive and the secret, you know, if you oh, visualize that, yeah, that it, it will come through. And, right, right. And, Oh, God. I mean, I have so many friends, no offense to any friends who might be listening who are these people, because I have a feeling that, you know. Listen, I work in theater, too. I think the secret and all that is nonsense. But surely the the, the more liberal of the the uh, uh, minded, I guess. Yes. Yes. Um, and there are those people who are like, you know, Amy, you are talking to yourself. Listen to the words you're saying. You are constructing your own reality. <laughs> if you say that you have low self-esteem, then you do. If you tell yourself, I am working the job that I love right now, then Amy, you are working the job <laughs> you love right now. And I'm like, what if I tell myself, fuck you, would I be... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not wow. really much for that whole you can he- you can heal your life, Louise Hayes secret visualizing yeah, the right. neurolinguistic programming molecules zooming through your head and heart. Um, wait, not wait, you don't that. believe quantum it's... physics cures everything? 
I haven't seen What the Bleep Do We Know. Everybody tells me I have to watch it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Maybe after I see that, I will believe in quantum physics. <laughs> no, I believe um, in quantum Mar- physics. If Marlene Matlin quantum- tells me to heal myself with quantum physics, I might be, I might be inclined to do so because uh-huh. she's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe not. Also, I don't know. Yeah, no. There's some. There's some um, truth to the the positive outlook, but obviously, it's not positive thinking is going to attract you know, positivity to you. I mean, there's truth to, you know, putting on a pleasant attitude. Uh, right. Open, right. Opens yourself up to other people, but that's not that's, that's not any metaphysical secret in the least. Right. But but in, in this day and age and in that culture where that's, those kinds of self-healing methods are very, very popular, it, mm-hmm. for me, like, I feel like in, in a lot of ways they've just beaten me down more. Like, now I worry, oh, God, you know, people can tell that I am not visualizing success. And I... <laughs> you need to stop hanging know. out with those assholes. It's not like I think about this all the time. I really don't, but... If anyone um, is thinking what, that about you, you you need to drop them like a bad habit. Yes. yes. Oh, man, Amy does not look like she is in a positive <laughs> way. Let's not talk oh to her. God. <laughs> I, talk about I actually I've had that happen multiple times. What? <laughs> I have. I I have had friends break up with me for not thinking the right thoughts. <laughs> I mm. really, really have. I can think of three times offhand what? without even trying. What? Yeah. I have. I have. Hold on. Thinking um, thinking the wrong thoughts or having well, a different opinion? Because thinking having, the wrong thoughts is more attitude. of a more of a minority report kind of going to get you before you even do it. Um, I uh, just really quick, mm-hmm. I had a friend kick me out of her house. Okay. We we were roommates. Uh, I was renting a room in her house, uh-huh. and she made me move out because she told me that I was ruining her feng shui. Well, she uh, said, that's a little crazy. Well, it happened. Uh-huh. No, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not that, I'm not doubting your story. I'm saying it, uh, you probably weren't in the wrong there. I was, I was so negative that mm-hmm. I was leaving clouds of negativity in her home. They were Hold gathering on. in the corners. You got to warn me before you say something like that, and I won't be drinking at the same time. <laughs> I will spit up so, all over my microphone. She said that she had worked really hard to eliminate all of the clouds of negativity in her home before mm-hmm. I had gotten there. She had been through something traumatic and um, her, her fiance broke off their marriage and moved mm-hmm. out. Um, was, did this have anything to do with uh, her craziness? No, no. It had hmm. a lot to do with his. Uh, but okay. she was very intent on recreating her home as a safe and sacred space. And I moved in and I was also going through a lot of stuff. Um, and she said, Amy, I just, I can't take the trail of negativity that you're leaving in my home. And, wow. you know, it's, it's in every room. Like I've thought about asking you to just not be in certain rooms. So at least they would stay clear, but you know, that's not really fair to you. So I just, I need you to go. So I had to move myself and my wow. feng shui out of her home. Couldn't you just um, like stick some burning sage in your ass crack so it uh, kind of <laughs> clears the room as you pass through? Puff, puff, puff. <laughs> Look, I'm doing it. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting rid Look of it. Look at that. Hey, smoke rings. <laughs> uh, 
this story is it's actually it's funnier even than all of that. Like there are more details even than that that, oh, that make it even more absurd. Absurd. Uh, um so so there was that. Um I had a friend who uh-huh. had gotten really oh, I'm scared to talk about this because I swear like the chances of somebody knowing who I'm talking about are well, you don't. You don't high, have to. But, uh, you don't have to say anything you don't want to. I mean, this no, is. No, that's okay. It's right. fine. It's no biggie. Um, so I had a friend who, because actually, this friend is having a wonderful life and probably far more wonderful than mine. So what should she care? But um, right. she got really into a, a sort of neurolinguistic called Avatar. Uh, it's called what? Um, Avatar. Called Avatar. Yeah, it came. It existed long before the movie. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's. Like, it's like a, a psychological version of Amway, pretty oh, much. Boy, it's oh like boy. a, yeah, it's, it's like Scientology. a pyramid structured, yeah, psychology cult, um, with different levels that you ascend to, and and it uses the same kinds of you know healing your life secret visualizing and believing that that visualizing creates your your reality uh, kinds of. Um, you know, programming tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so this friend got really, really, really into that and started really disliking um, my conversational style and my thoughts and my sentence patterns. And wow. she, but yeah, and again, she was like, Amy, I don't like the way that you, um, the way that you give yourself and the world messages of uh, futility and failure. And you need to change that if we're going to continue to be friends because it just it it hurts me too much to hear it. I hear you say things like, you know, I can't do that, or, um, or I don't remember, or I'll never, um, you know. And and she would just, I'm, I'm. These are not good examples that make mm-hmm. sense, but, um, but she would, she would dissect. She would. So talking to her was an exercise in futility because I couldn't get through a sentence before she would stop me and say, I know that you want to tell me your story, but I just need to dissect what you said for a moment. I want you to hear, really hear what you just said and process how on a cellular level you are taking in the words that you said. Our words are our reality, Amy. So Holy when you say, God. I will never meet a man who actually thinks I'm attractive, guess what you're manifesting, Amy? You are <laughs> never going to meet a man who thinks you're attractive. You just made it come true. There you go. It's true now. See? Look what you did. You're very powerful, Amy. Yeah. So, like, at this point, I would want to stab a knife through her and then myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and fall in a bleeding heap on the floor until wow. we exsanguinated ourselves. Yeah, and this happened every conversation until we finally got into a really, really huge fight, and and that was it. Um, <laughs> we were no longer friends. So, the, uh, so yes, this is this kind of stuff has happened to me. I'm loving <laughs> these stories, by the way. Uh, to be fair, to be <laughs> fair, I am a frustrating person, and I think people do find the kinds of things that I say really frustrating, and I, um. I've made a really concerted effort in the past year to, you know, you hear enough times, wow, Amy, you really put yourself down, or wow, Amy, 
I know you're self-deprecating and all, and I know that's one of your selling points, but mm-hmm. there's also a continuum of self-deprecation, and you've kind of swung to the far end of it now. I you hear know, that I about you enough. all the time. Do you? Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Um, but I, I heard enough of those messages that I started thinking, you know, maybe some pulling back is in mm-hmm. order here. Um, and I've worked hard for the past years to try to, to try to, you know, squelch some of the sadness and the futility mm-hmm. and the self-loathing and yeah. be a little more even keeled. And or, or if I do hate myself viciously, I don't have to express it to everyone. <laughs> it would be okay uh-huh. to talk about something else. Right. Um, well, that you know, and, p- part of this part of this podcast is kind of that for for me is just trying to get out yeah. of the, these uh, yeah. conversational traps that I find myself in. Exactly. That's so yeah, really it's great. just writing the, you know, just trying to write the things that are not, not necessarily wrong about you or wrong about me, but just, you know, different right. things that could be uh, maybe sanded, some some sharp edges that could be buffed out a little bit. Right, right, yeah. And I would hear things like, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of exhausting hearing somebody put themselves down all the time. Mm-hmm. I know you think it's a preemptive measure if you insult yourself first, other people won't. But it's still, it's tiring. It's labor intensive having to think, oh, God, on top of everything else, you know, here's Amy, mm-hmm. you know, being Eeyore. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. oh, my life. So um, so I, I try really hard to be a little more empowered and self-confident. And for a while, that was really working. And then a couple months ago, I <laughs> said, something else really awful happened and it sort of reactivated all of my terrible mm-hmm. exhaustive habits. Uh, boy, oh boy. But, um, <laughs> but you're, uh, uh, oh, where do we go from there? <laughs> um, uh, uh, like, like I'm a failed theater person and mm-hmm. all I think about is, Sitting at home, growing old, hating myself, and working time jobs. Wow. Not a terribly balanced view, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm... wait, okay. Swinging. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. I want to know what right. your, I was going to say, what your goals are in life. But in, right. the, less, hmm. in the less guidance counselor way, what, right. what ideally do you want to when you picture all the things you're best at and how that stuff would make you happy? What would you be doing? I would. I, I go back to the the you know if you want the lottery what what would you do which is the okay. whatever that that nonsense question they give you in high school okay like if you're fixing cars you're supposed to be a mechanic it's like what I, I guess <laughs> um but I think I would just I I just want to create I guess I just want to make stuff that people enjoy just entertainment. You know, I would, you know, just do projects all the time. Video, audio, theater, whatever. You know, just, just, I guess, bring more, uh, not joy to the world. I don't want to bring more joy to the world. That's dumb. (laughs) Uh, But more, more, just entertain people, I guess, is what I've always liked to do and would like to continue doing it and it'd be nice to do that without having to worry about a paycheck or anything yeah so of the things and you do a ton because i googled you and <laughs> i cannot believe like how many oh my god oh my god 
God. Oh, my God. Do people realize that you're the guy who created that game thing? <laughs> it's an interactive, like, running around town thing. The least dangerous that... game? Yes! Yep. Oh, my God! <laughs> do people get how huge that is? I, I don't think they did, did because, it, <laughs> because it died a horrible death. It did? It was just, it's not I, happening anymore? No, I, I, I tried. I, you know, I, I started it up when Twitter was brand new and thought, well, this is uh, great. I can just Twitter like questions to where I am and people can come and find me. And I think that was, you know, that game was actually a precursor to this podcast because I was just trying to get uh, out and meet interesting people that I would never normally meet. Okay. And, uh, and talk to them. But, you know, Twitter had, this was at the very beginning of Twitter, and it hadn't taken off and really hasn't, hadn't cemented itself. So okay. that, that floundered on and off for about a year or two. And then I tried it again, and it didn't quite work. And then I brought it one back one last time when Twitter was, like, taken over, and I got... You know, I was contacting businesses about sponsorships and sponsoring prizes. Oh, God. And wow. I made more, I made actually interactive clues for all the stops at these, oh. you know, I had one up and down Lindale. So people would stop in at uh, like Robot Love and a Galactic Pizza and all that and end up at Cause and all of them would have something different there. And it was great, but nobody was interested. We got like oh, five players, then two players and then nothing. Oh my gosh. Because I heard about it everywhere, and I was like, wow, like, how do people, how do people in this city, like, just think up this stuff and then make it happen, <laughs> which is how I feel about the Works Progress people, too, Shania and Colin and Andy Sturdivant, like, they mm -hmm. create these amazing events. All of a sudden, there's Northern Spark and the Mississippi Megalops. Like, all of a sudden, there is just this huge, incredible, hilarious, interactive happening that people just get off the ground and everybody's excited about it and I'm like I can't even wash a dish <laughs> people are making these amazing games and that's how I felt about and and I didn't do the most dangerous game but but I heard about it every I was like who uh, did this? this is so listen cool. that's least dangerous game least dangerous game sorry <laughs> I'm bad at things like that, remembering titles. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, no, you um, just need to get that little bug in your brain that, that won't let you stop until you've done something. Because if I think of something that's a really cool idea, you know, I either I let it sit, like, all right, if this is really good, I won't be able to stop thinking about it, and then I'll come back to it uh -huh. and do it, you know, and usually, you know, like this or like that. Or well, what of the twelve hundred other projects that I've done? Yeah, like your just... photos of toys sitting on top of food, or food sitting on top <laughs> of toys. Or uh... you do so much, and then you do these live appearances, and you're funny, and people know who you are, and um, that's that's huge to me. I mean, that to me looks like not just a rich life filled with entertainment, <laughs> but a of passion and energy and radiance and charisma where you're sharing the parts of yourself that are mm -hmm. most you. And that's, that's ideally, you know, in my best moments, that's how I felt like, but they're fleeting moments. They go by so fast <laughs> to the naked eye. They, you know, look like a, a tiny speck that, you know, like a firefly yeah, or 
what doesn't what doesn't do time? Well, it looks like you've done a lot. I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. Well, I keep uh, trying. You know, <laughs> the, so, the, you know, the hope is like something will just catch on, and then I'll be able to, you know, just continue doing this. You know, just doing that and this yeah. and whatever. Just being well, able to think is, of good things. That is a segue to what I was going to ask, which is of the stuff that you've done and of the skills that you have, if you looked at yourself with an outside eye, what would you say is is the most logical thing that someone could pick up on and use and say, we are going to hire you to do that? Or what is the skill that you have or the thing that you've done that you think is probably the biggest lead or key to really doing yeah. what you do, yeah. you know, for an income. Yeah. It's, 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 that's the part that's so frustrating is it because it seems like it's just, you know, creativity and that's, it's not a faucet, you know, it's not something that I turn on or off to create right. these projects. They just come right. as little sparks every so often. I'm like, ah, you know, by random, either while I'm driving or I'm, I, I, you know, they come while while I'm driving or in the shower, either one of those two places. So if <laughs> yep, I did that all yep. the time, I'd probably be uh, puking out ideas. But <laughs> but just it's hard. It, it seems like it'd be extremely hard to get a job where you would have to be you would have to be that on all the time, as far as creativity goes. Right. So just you know, just being an someone who comes up with ideas because that's you know, obviously I do that, and I right. like the attention. I enjoy attention. <laughs> Listen, when I worked at comedy sports, and then I went to see, oh, what was that movie? Uh, what was the with uh, Dirk Diggler and Heather Graham and Boogie Nights? Anchorman. Uh, oh, okay. Boogie Nights. Uh, I saw that okay. at Harmar, and someone recognized me from comedy sports, and that was like 10 years uh, ago. I was like, yes! So, yes. well, all right, I'm watching Boogie Nights, so that's kind of weird that they're talking to me now, but that's still pretty cool. <laughs> cool, cool. So there's no, there's no one, you know, fantasy job that you have that secretly you're like, if only somebody would hire me for exactly that, I could do that. Kind of the way I was like, I could be a standardized patient all day long. <laughs> There's not one thing where you would say, I could write these, I could make these podcast episodes all day long, mm -hmm. or I could balance action figures on the heads of bunnies all day long. Well, I like the, I like the idea that uh, being a, uh, a patient there uh, could be a dream job. That you could do it, it really, for the rest of your life, <laughs> uh, but you know, I would I would love to be a, uh, you know, it'd be great to improvise as a source of constant income, or be an actor, or yeah, yeah. you know, theater, movies, TV, or you know, whatever. Just cool. being, you know, there's, the, you know, we're all kind of damaged artists. We all. <laughs> I'll need some approval from somewhere for some reason yeah. all the time. Yeah. So whatever, whatever feeds that itch. Okay. That would be, that'd be just fine. Just, yeah. well, not anything, but you know. Yeah. 
I could go on a like a murderous rampage and get lots of attention, but that is the wrong way to do it. Wrong way. No, yeah. you don't want that attention. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, what are you doing on Sunday? Sunday, I'm going to be out of town. Oh, okay. Because I have something that you should do that fits in so well with mm-hmm. with this podcast and with your goal to, um, to start supplanting your awkwardness with non awkwardness. Mm-hmm. What's the exact opposite of awkwardness? Um, um <laughs> grace, um, flow. Uh, uh, there's a word for it. There's awkward. definitely a word if for it. You're not awkward. All you right, are. Hold on. Graceful. Um. Okay. You are. We are going to look up on the internet. Panache finesse. Uh, mm. You are a smooth talker. <laughs> um, you are. I think you're looking at the same website. Let's I'm not uh, looking at anything. You're looking up you antonyms, are huh? Obsequious. Um, unimpaired. I'm uninjured. Unimpaired. Unimpaired. Thick. Wait, no. I, I mean, like... angular and bulky. That's not right. Somebody who is both angular and bulky mm-hmm. would be, who would that be? That's interesting. Kind of like angular and bulky. Uh, let's go shy. Maybe shy will come up with some better words. Extroverted. There we go. Extroverted. Ding, ding, ding. So you can be awkward and extroverted at the same time. I, in fact, am both of <laughs> um, I'm an aquavert. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, an antonym for shy is uh-huh. un- unshy. Unshy. So keep that in your, uh, your utility belt. All right. My utility belt. If you're not shy, you are loud, un- outgoing, <laughs> gregarious, extroverted. Again, I'm, I don't have a computer in front of me. I love words. Uh-huh. I'm so bummed that I missed the script B a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, damn it. You'll have to get it in the reruns. Yes. What? I don't even know what the winning word was. Oh, that's sad. I have to look it up. Uh, that's, uh, 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 you know, I, I'll just watch uh, Spellbound again. Yeah, that, where yeah. Where that kid asks if he sounds like a musical robot. <laughs> just watch, just yes. put that scene on repeat and I'll be fine. Yes, I've looked all of those kids up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's really oh, rewarding seeing you wait, know, on fa- what they grew up into. On Facebook? Yeah, okay. yeah. I could see looking yeah. on like IMDb or like some uh, some site that keeps track of, uh, of famous oh. people, but Facebook seems a little creepy, Amy. No, because I knew that they weren't actors, so I knew that yeah. it was unlikely that well, any of them a... would appear in a movie after mm-hmm. Spelldown. Yeah, but I knew fun. all of their names, and you know, Angela DiGidio, um, uh Oh no, now I forgot them. The Alvarez girl, mm-hmm. uh, the girl who went to Carlton, um, uh, the robot boy. <laughs> anyway, his, he, he had his name changed. That is his name. Yes, all right, the robot, robot boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I was like, well, you know, they're all more likely to. Oh, and uh, Newper. Uh, who won? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, you know, they're all more likely to be on Facebook than they are to be on any other website. Um, and it's really sweet. I mean, I think I think I found profiles for almost all of them, and 
and they're all grown up now, you know, they're in their early twenties and Mm -hmm. are either in grad school or post-grad school. And yeah, it's really sweet. They're, they're good people. I I talk like we're, we're friends. Like we're like (laughs) me and the Spellbound kids. When I saw oh, them yeah, for tea last them. Sunday, you know, they were right, right. We went talking to brunch about that. And... They were taking their wives to the Hamptons. <laughs> doing we really well. Sandwiches and yeah, yeah. Just old times. Uh, Elginon. Huber still talks about Lageria. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it was rewarding to see that the totally <laughs> Asbergian robot boy um, is really popular and has friends and good. people think he's funny and good. yeah, it is good. Um, what I was going to say was mm-hmm. if you weren't going out of town on Sunday, um, something that I do that is not entirely unlike this podcast is I do something called the advice people. Okay. Um, where, uh, it's, it's a lot like Lucy Van Pelt's the psychiatrist is in stand in peanuts. Oh, um, okay. You know, five cents, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sit with another person, um, and I've had many co-advisors over the years, but um, I sit with another person in front of a sign, or at either side of a sign, that says, advice for a nickel, or whatever you think it's worth. Um, and people step up and ask a question, and they get two opinions, one from each of us. Um, and those opinions may or may not match. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will advise... Um, on anything that people are having an issue with. And we always tell people we're not fortune tellers because people always say things like, who am I going to marry? Or (laughs) where am I going to live next year? (laughs) We have to say we aren't psychic, but we can help you decide where to live next year. Um, And I've been doing this at uh, May Day in Powderhorn Park and at Pride for many years um, and at other places, you know, throughout the year, sometimes in front of cafes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's really, really fun. And you should be a co-advisor someday. That sounds great. Because it is so cool. It's the perfect excuse to talk to strangers. Um, and you feel an immediate intimacy because people are telling you something that they need help with and yeah. you're offering help. And there's a real sort of um, cooperative quality to it. Because mm-hmm. you're not, you're very clearly not a therapist because you're sitting next to a purple sign. Right, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So there's not that stratification of, oh, you know, the the medical professional knows everything and I know nothing. Mm-hmm. This this way, you know, you're just both members of a community and you're helping each other out. I like it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to do that um, at the Patrick's Cabaret anniversary party on Saturday and then for open streets on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, yeah, because it is the season. It's warm out. We can sit outside. <laughs> um, yeah. But the next time um, the next time there's something that seems to call out for the advice people, <laughs> I will Absolutely. let you know. Yeah, look me up. Time. I will definitely. Yeah. Um, I do like the, the on-the-street kind of. I don't like approaching yeah. people, um, you know, strangers right. getting in their face or whatever. Right. You know, this is obviously people coming up to you. And yes. Going, hey, exactly. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Good. Lizzie, yeah. let's make this happen. Cool. That'll awesome. be great. Great. Uh, you know what? That sounds like a good good enough uh, way to wrap things up. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. You are you are um, a really good uh, conversational um, companion. <laughs> 
Listen, um, you don't not. you don't have to uh, lie anymore. No, yeah, this is... <laughs> there are no lies here. Look at how we segued in such a natural bell curve from awkwardness to a you know <laughs> equanimous conversation that had content and yeah. flow. No, it worked really well. Really yeah. well. Thank you. Thank you for uh, <laughs> submitting. It was a lot of fun. Sure. So what what happens to this? Like, what all happens to it? Uh, now I just go in and kind of edit out any, like, bangs <laughs> or loud noises or anything. And just kind of clean it up, but leave every, everything else pretty much the same. It doesn't matter how long it is? or mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. It's just, it's a just a take on a conversation it's it's it is seriously people. my dinner with andre like yeah. it's I should really... just however it happened is what you put up there yeah yep exactly wow you, no matter wow. how no matter how good or bad it is wow wow that's incredible <laughs> that's yeah. really brave Be- well because you know people are going to learn just as much from the good ones as they are from the ones that are really bad <laughs> The ones where I'm stammering and stuttering and don't know what to say and pulling teeth to get information out or whatever, you know. I don't think you'd end up with any of those people, though, right? I mean... Well, you have to have have a certain bit of uh, insanity to submit your phone number to (laughs) a page on a website. Right. But but also just by natural selection, you know... Yeah, you know people who are funny and smart and conversational unless mm-hmm. you sought out you know uh people in treatment in Hennepin <laughs> County <laughs> or, or, or if I meet and t- uh, run into three of your friends who dropped you like a bad habit right right but you know they're conversational too and they took oh, funny things to say about me yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean you could go to the corner of Franklin and you know, Lindale and find somebody with a bottle and a brown paper bag. That's true. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I, so <laughs> point being, I think your friends probably create interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. 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 Um, has, so, so how many have gone by? How many um, of these have happened? This will be the fifth. Okay. All right. And so far, are they all good and listenable? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes-ish. There's, a, there's rough patches in all of them. There's definitely uh, awkwardness. And I'll, I'll just pretend that people are enjoying it like they do the British office. You know, just these okay. long, awkward, <laughs> like, oh, God, just say something, Eric. And quit saying, <laughs> quit saying right so much all the time. <laughs> or curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that like is awkward. Enthusiasm. Oh, Oh, such painful moments. Yeah, yeah. Painful. Painful. So I'm going to leave all of those in. (laughs) Great, great. So this will probably be up on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, God. Oh, God. So you can tell all of your friends to listen uh, to your your stories. In my head, there's a thought bubble over my head right now that says, not sure if I will post this link. (laughs) We'll, We'll have to evaluate later. Listen, it sounds like we know some of the same people, so yes, they, do. Will, they will and find out. <laughs> they, they will find it. Yes. They will hunt it down. Okay. Well, um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll totally, I will keep you in the advice people loop. And right. um, thanks for calling, and thanks for not being <laughs> scared off by my um, total uh, whatever 
inability <laughs> to understand what the hell was going on at the beginning there. No, that's all right. I pushed through. I pushed through. Yes. I could have said, uh, wrong number. But no. Never mind. Uh, I made it. <laughs> that's good. Cool. Uh, I, it, part of it, part of it, I'm kind of embarrassed. Part of it was, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't wearing pants when you first called. Well, um, all right. Good to that, know. Yeah. So, you know, you have those moments where you're like, oh, God, I'm talking to a stranger in my underwear. Um, you know, maybe not everybody. <laughs> That's a little, uh, maybe I'll switch this last part to the beginning so people can know <laughs> what's going on. That's okay. I'll you, explain I, everything. Just like some people can't go to the bathroom if their pet is in the bathroom, uh-huh. I, I worry about who I'm talking to when I do and don't have pants on. So. Yeah. It's just a thing. Anyway. No, understandable. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. That okay. all right. If there was ever a perfect note to end on, it is the note pants story. That that oh. is it. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for talking, Amy. Absolutely. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Bye. And there you have it. Thank you, Amy, for opening up about the the people who have kicked you out of their life. It was a really interesting conference. I, could, I can listen to stories. I, I wasn't really dragging these stories out of Amy. She, she was offering them up. But as long as someone has interesting stories to tell, I don't know how much I want to jump in there because I want to hear more. You know, I want to hear about the people who have kicked Amy out of her life. And I want to hear the pe- about the being the fake patient for the not-quite-doctors yet. You know, just all these interesting things. This is why it's important to talk to strangers or to open yourself up to other people because these are things I just don't learn about in my normal everyday day-to-day life unless I'm talking to someone I've never met before. You know, if you're hanging around with people who are similar to you all the time, really, how are you expanding? And, you know, you're not going to random strangers for facts about this and that. You know, that's that's the internet's job because everything on there is true blah 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 ha 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 that was a funny thing to say in 2005 anyway i think this project is going well at least for me i don't know how it is for you uh if you want to let me know uh go ahead and uh email betterstrangerspodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to have a conversation with me and you've never met me before go ahead and uh, put your information in at betterstrangers.com. Just click the link at the top. And please, if you have five seconds, that's all it really takes, uh, on iTunes or on your little iPad Touch or iPhone or whatever, uh, leave a rating and review and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps out uh, the ratings of the show. Uh, It's been jumping up to like 60 on the iTunes uh, uh, Society and Culture section. And it's been in the new and noteworthy section for about a week here. So any more reviews and ratings, you know, don't be honest. You know, you don't have to give it a five. That would be awesome. But just, you know, feedback is great, and it also helps a lot in iTunes, helps new people discover the show. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I will keep having conversations as long as you keep listening to them. And also as long as I'm you know, breathing and can comprehend something someone's saying. Alright, I think I've dragged this out long enough. 
I want. I, I was about to say ta-ta, but that sounded dumb. Uh, see you. See you later. <laughs>